Welcome to Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello. So this morning, right? Okay. I go to wash my car. Yeah. Um, because you've parked your car in my street. I have. It's like batshit central. I don't know why you bother washing it. Yeah, it's crazy. Surely by the time you've washed one bit of your car, the other bit of your car already has batshit on it. And again. you're not exaggerating. It actually happens like that. I mean, you can come around to my place for an hour. Well, if it's during the daytime, it's birds. If you uh, come at nighttime, it's bats. It's like they do like a swing shift where... They just there must be some union deal between the oh. birds and the bats. That's how you, how many cars we can shit on in this street. That would be great if um, that's a plot to the final uh, it, Batman movie. Oh. <laughs> Christopher Nolan just has the penguin and Batman going around shitting on people's cars. I thought you were going to say it's like sounds like the plot of a new Pixar movie. Right. It's like you know adorable, <laughs> yeah. uh, anthropomorphized uh, animals shitting on cars. Shitting on cars. Well, you could take the cars from the, that other Pixar film, Cars, and mix yeah. them with a... Have they done a bird one yet? Oh, you know what? Angry Birds. It oh, could be perfect. Angry Birds meets uh, Cars. Like one of those crossover movies, like when Predator fought uh, Alien. Alien. Yeah, or Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, they yeah. could have Cars... And Angry Birds. Versus Angry Birds. <laughs> that makes sense. They're like, like, they're like sworn enemies. So um, because of the fucking bat bird thing, I have to wash my car every morning. Otherwise, it looks like I'm driving a Pumabile. And I went out this morning... And my hose had been sliced, like evenly sliced, just near the nozzle. So someone had cut the hose. Yeah. So I was like, holy shit. And I said to Gemma, like, is this like some vengeful neighbor or something? And we could not figure out all day what had happened. Deduce what happened, Will. What do you think happened? Um, teenagers cut your hose off so they can make bongs. That's what I think happened. Yeah. But, but they've cut it off at the nozzle. Normally well, you just take a little bit off at the end. Well, Normally no, it's like a circumcision. No, because both ends have a nozzle on it. It's one oh. of those, you know, the little orange clicky thing yep. at both ends. So they cut it under the nozzle and then they cut another section. But I didn't, I couldn't work it out. I was like all day, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what have I pissed off a neighbor? Is some kind of like revenge attack for some hose indiscretion from years ago or something like that? You know, <laughs> the mafia is sending me a message by cutting my hose. Yeah, it's like, well, you know, um, that Craig Thompson thing that we talked about on the last podcast the union official, like who's now the union official of that union, had to make an official complaint, um, you know, that he'd misused union funds. And then the next day at her house, there was a shovel. Oh, really? On her front doorstep. And that's like meant to be the unions, like sending her a message that she was digging her own grave or... But isn't, aren't they a hospital union? Shouldn't they send her like a bedpan or something? Yeah, but this was like, it was a metaphor for that she was digging her own right, grave, you right, see? Right, right. Not only was she going to die, but she was literally... Having to dig her own grave first. <laughs> He's a shovel. See, I'm not nearly uh, smart enough or have enough lateral thinking that if the mafia was to send me a message, I would get it. Like, if I found a shovel, I'd be like, awesome, free shovel. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. Free horse's head. <laughs> awesome. We'll be eating for weeks. I was driving around with a mate of mine. and uh, I, I like was... that the mafia were a bit like a cryptic crossword. What do you mean? Oh, they're, well, you know, they're, oh, they're, like... they're like the Riddler. Yeah. yeah. They're leaving some clues. Mm. Just going, like, you know, you're literally waking up with a horse's head in your bed going, what does this mean? <laughs> well, I don't. I mean, there's been a few real life examples, like the Zodiac Killer. He he taunted the police, didn't he? Mm. Like, what do you think that's about? Is that about wanting to get caught, or is that just about ego? Well, that's about. Well, I mean, I imagine 
if you're like, I mean, we're both, you know, people who've written stuff, who've created stuff. And like, while there's some joy in creation, you want to show other people. Yeah. Like, you know, you're like this, you know, imagine you're writing all these amazing scripts, but you know, and you knew they were genius. They were Oscar winners, but nobody... Angry Birds versus Cars, yeah. for instance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And nobody was seeing them. You know, I guess that's what you're doing. You want the attention. Yeah. But it's kind of like you want to get caught. Isn't it like guys who cheat on their girlfriends? You know, like, isn't there a whole Do thing they of- taunt their girlfriends? <laughs> <laughs> Do they send them like messages? He's cheating on you. Cut out pieces of paper. I wonder if anyone's actually ever done that. Wake up with a horse. Well, no, just say you want to you want to break up with your girlfriend. You're too much of a pussy to kind of do it. So you make up like you write notes, anonymous notes to her, saying he's cheating on you. That way, you know, it can just be like a clean break. More wouldn't be a clean break, but that's not a clean break. You're dobbing yourself. (laughs) If you're gonna like set it up, you've got to set it up that she was having the affair. So you'd write notes as if they were from a guy, and leave leave them around, and then discover them, and say, "What's this note? Yeah, yeah, from this guy." Yeah, that's perfect. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you contemplated this at some stage? No, but now that I've come up with this idea, I think I could write a book. So I what, could write like you know one of those like self help sort of guide to breaking up. Books. So you would write it in the handwriting of the guy, the fe- the the fictional guy who is cheating with your girlfriend. Yeah, that's so right. So what's the first note you write? Um, what does it contain? What something it really aggressive, like and hey asshole. No, no, it's not to me. Oh, you're writing to her. Yeah. Right. He's not writing me notes. I oh, know I'm right. They're just like notes to her. Like, right. you know, okay. yeah, I'm going to. Uh, so, but so you are, so you're, you're, you're saying you go to the girlfriend with the notes and say, I found this. Yeah. And where do you say you found it? I found it. Um, I was going through your diary. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I reckon you've got to write it to yourself because why would he be writing? Because oh. otherwise. No, I mean, it's a good point. Yeah. That's even cleverer. Yeah. So you go, hang on. What's this mail? Yeah. And you open it because you've mailed it to yourself. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You go to a post office wearing dark glasses, <laughs> a post it like um, on the other side of town and get yeah. it sent to you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't take my own car. No. Just in case I get like, you know, a speeding fine or something and they have That's a record right. of my car going towards yeah. this post you office. Go to a, never you go to, to a building site because yeah. <laughs> they always have guns. <laughs> People are like, why are you buying a gun? Aren't you just mailing a letter? I just thought I might need a gun. <laughs> So, all right. So, um, so I go, melt I, yourself. I go to another suburb. I mail a letter to myself with like some sort of vague allegation against my girlfriend. So, what do you say? Like, is it along the lines of, "Hey, look, I, I think you should know." Yeah, I, hey, I'm um, like you know, not not for nothing. Not for nothing, mate. <laughs> Bros before hoes. <laughs> you should know. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's all written like Doctor Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> So not for nothing, dude. Yeah. Bro, no, was it so bro? you should know, bros before hoes. <laughs> it just ain't so. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> she gotta go, and that's it. And she's like, "You think yeah. I'd fuck a guy <laughs> right like that? <laughs> like you are having an affair with Doctor Seuss?" So do you do one letter or a series of letters? Well, you see, you, you, the first one's like a teaser. Okay, it's like when you know, a movie comes out, you've mm-hmm. just got the little teaser, you know. So, so maybe just a question mark or something like that. Oh. Well, that's too much of a teaser. Well, maybe what about something... I'm not driving to somewhere what, I've never been to mail a letter that's just got a question mark. What about something like you take something of hers and put it in the envelope? Oh. So oh. so you open the mail in front of her, you say, oh, what's this letter? What? And you open it up and it's like some like her, an earring of hers or something. Yeah. And then there's a note and like this dude just said, um, all it says is, hey, your girlfriend wanted this back. 
See, that's perfect. Oh my God. That's vague enough, isn't it? That's good. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Except the, the flaw in that would be that she would know that I never would have noticed her earrings. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it doesn't matter because oh. the note is there saying yeah. your girlfriend wanted this back. And you're like, is this yours? And is she's like, you? yeah. And, you're like, and she's like, where'd you, why'd you find that? And it's gone so this letter. This letter. It just arrived from some suburb I've never been to. She gets freaked out because yeah. she wouldn't immediately, she had no idea. So she's not immediately, she's going, what? Well, you don't, you don't think she would immediately suspect that her loved one <laughs> was involved in some intricate plot to break up with her by sending her a series of cryptic letters? No, but what I'm saying is I don't think she would immediately, immediately jump to the conclusion that there was some kind of guy thing, like it was a guy thing. I think that no. she'd think it was something at work. It could backfire a bit though. Because if all it says is your girlfriend wanted this back and it's an earring, maybe you were fucking some girl in your bed and this girl's took the earring. Don't you think? How has she taken the earring? Well, just say your girlfriend's gone away and you fucked this other girl right. and she's taken an earring because she's crazy, crazy yeah. klepto chick. You met her <laughs> a Saturday night. You went to the Beach Road Hotel. <laughs> you watched some horrible white reggae band. You picked up a backpacker. One of those klepto backpackers. Yeah, we, we've just been yeah, dancing together to White Men Can Jump. <laughs> That's right, I remember them. Fucking hell. And she's like... No, White Men Can Reggae. Oh, White Men Can Reggae. <laughs> right. and, um, and then she's gone, hey, I'm staying at a backpackers. Can we go back to your place? Yeah. By the way, this didn't happen. No. I'm just saying this is what your girlfriend <laughs> yeah. could think. I think that plot is actually better thought out than the plot to break up with her. Okay. So, All right, so she could she could think that. So, I mean, would she throw it back at you? I'm just wondering if it's if it's a bit too vague that the points are going to get across. Do you know what I mean? I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but uh, assuming that I haven't done that, <laughs> I think I'm fine. Like whatever her accusation to me is, I'm going to say, well, I know this is well, not true because I'm the one setting up this fictional scenario. No, no, no. In the first but what place. I'm saying is, like you, because what you're trying to do is sow the seed of doubt in her mind, yeah. right? You're trying to, well, not sow the seed of doubt, but you're trying to make it. Impossible for her to kind of dispute this kind of thing. Yeah. So by making it so vague, she's she said she says, well, all it says is your girlfriend wanted this back. Like, is she talking about you know, is it a guy who wrote this or a girl who wrote this? Yeah, that's a good point. So it's in manly writing. <laughs> it's written on the back of a beer coaster or <laughs> yeah. something. And there is no love hearts above the eyes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So it smells like aftershave. How about yeah. that? All right. No, that the aftershave smells like yeah. perfume. Some gay guy got your earring, <laughs> one. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I fall into my own trap because I'm so successful. So, so, so forgetful. So yeah, successful. Right. Successfully forgetful. <laughs> I am. Like Dr. Zeus. Yeah, I'm very good at, um, I'm very successful at forgetting things. Yeah. Um, so I've, like having one of my forgetful days, I've opened up this letter, <laughs> looked at it and gone, smelt the aftershave and gone, oh, honey, some gay guy found you. And move on. And it's not until days later, I'm like, oh, God, that's right. That was, was my that gay guy. A complicated plot <laughs> to break up my girlfriend. All right. So let's just say it's something along those lines, a teaser. What's yeah. the next letter you write? Um, your girlfriend wanted this back. And it's, it's a dildo. <laughs> In a post pack. Like one of those juby post packs. It's a really big dildo. Have I gone to the post office and bought the post pack? Because you bought the post pack, but not, you didn't take the dildo into the post office. No. Yeah. So I've actually gone in, measured up a post pack that I think is the size of my dildo, taken it home. Have I? Oh, just in the car. Have I just popped out? Is it in, walking? No. I, 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 oh, because oh, I haven't got a car. I haven't taken the car. Oh, that's right. Because you took a taxi. I, 
Maybe no. I took a taxi. But, but I can't, then the taxi driver I can't, can like, I can't leave the dildo in the taxi while I pop into the post office. I can't be like, hey, dude. Can you do two separate things? Hey, trips? dude, excuse me. <laughs> Could you just wait here for a second? I will leave this dildo so you know I'm not rushing off. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that because that's the sort of thing you get traced. No, but, but do two, two separate trips. You get the dildo on one day. Oh, my God, this is a lot of and trouble. Then, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe, so you're saying you get the dildo on the same day. I assume you can. Because otherwise you've got to ha- hide it around your house somewhere and you run the risk yeah. of getting caught. And that would with be harder to explain than the complicated plot to break up with your girlfriend. Exactly. So it's got to happen really quickly. That's that's my question with the mafia. Did they have like a whole bunch of horses that they were just like, you know, that did the mafia have a horse farm that they kept in case of uh, emergency? Threat. Like if someone needs like, you be, know. Needed to be threatened. Or does someone need to be threatened and you're like, oh, Oh, you know, horse. it's it's only the Godfather where the horse thing. It's not like a regular thing that mafia do. The whole reason the horse head thing happens is the guy in the Godfather was a horse trainer or a horse. Yeah, but then it became a thing, didn't it? Isn't that the no, way? That, like copycat, yeah, killers really. Like in the same way as like sometimes things in the Sopranos were reflective of the gangster community, and then sometimes because gangsters love the Sopranos, they became things that like gangsters what? did. I've never seen the Sopranos. I like. have no idea. <laughs> but I know that that's And there's another Topop fact. <laughs> that is a Topop fact. <laughs> that statement I made with full confidence may or may not be true. <laughs> but I think it is true. Topop fact. <laughs> so let's just assume it is true for the, for the flight of fancy that we're on here, Charlie. Okay. Let's not get bogged down in facts when we're talking about this fictional scenario to leave a series of clues so my girlfriend breaks up with me. Yeah. Um, if the mafia did indeed leave horses' heads as threats, would they have a constant supply of horses for, which, for threat purposes only? Or just every time there's a threat, do you have to go and get a horse? Yeah. Well, because surely after a while... Like, you know, if you go into a pet shop and you buy heaps of rats and then every th- third day you're like, oh, my rat died. They yeah. know you're just feeding them to a snake. Or that you're on crystal meth and fucking them, <laughs> <laughs> throwing them in a dumpster. I think they were rabbits. Oh, rabbits. <laughs> Charlie, he wasn't a rat fucker. He was I, a rabbit fucker. I apologize. My apologies. <laughs> Fuck rabbits to death in case anybody doesn't know that. Like literally they no, we, we've, we've, t- we've talked that on. And then they were dead. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. good. No, there we go. Uh, <laughs> but not rabbits. He drew his line at rats. Yeah, he had standards. Yeah, he didn't think rats should get married. <laughs> he was like, this is going to ruin... If, if rats are allowed to fuck humans, this is going to ruin the beautiful... Sanctity human, of marriage. <laughs> sanctity of human rabbit fucking. Uh, okay, so we're assuming that just they just get it case by case basis. Because otherwise, as a horse, that's a quite a good existence until the moment... Like up until then, you know, though, what if they're running just like a, you know, like a like a meat farm, just like horses, horses that like break their legs and shit. They're, what if they get sent to like just some kind of? Oh, so they're like race horses, like a reject, yeah, like a reject shop for horses. So, so every all, time at the races, there's like a horse that goes over and they take him behind the screen. You see, go with dark glasses, just <laughs> a violin case, yeah. making making. Horse race course veterinarians offers they can't refuse. Yes. <laughs> All right. So the dildo. You buy the dildo. Is there yep. a note with it? No, there has to be a note with the dildo this time. Oh, Otherwise, no. it's going to be really confusing. But hang on. I mean, and you don't have to answer this, but in this hypothetical situation, does your girlfriend use a dildo? Because it's only going to make sense if she uses a dildo, isn't it? Uh, or is it just like a sexual kind of thing? Like, is he returning her dildo? Oh, look, you know, I think that could be remain a mystery. Or 
you know what I could do what? is um, get the dildo, whether she has one or not, right? And then <laughs> uh, let's let's assume she doesn't because I don't have to match the dildo. That's even oh, harder. Yeah. Like, it's hard enough that I have to buy a dildo for this <laughs> Let situation. Let sneak one into the sex shop. And go, man. yeah, have you guys got this uh, one? Um, so I just get a dildo. But what I've done secretly during the day is get her fingerprints off a glass uh, yeah. that she's been drinking from yeah. in some way that you can do that with yeah. sticky tape and stuff. Yep. And then I put those fingerprints on the dildo, right? And then when the dildo arrives, I'm like, whose dildo is this? And then I accidentally spill some flour oh. on the dildo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like you're trying... like, it's weird that this dildo has arrived. I'm making pancakes. Yeah, for the first time ever. <laughs> oh my God, I've spilled it all over the dildo. These are your fingerprints. I don't think you need to go for the fingerprints. Uh, did you ever read the book Cujo? Stephen King book Cujo. Did you ever read that? I don't know if I did. There's a B, there's a B storyline or a subplot in that where the mother of uh, the kid in Cujo has been having an affair with this guy. Right. And so you get to follow his storyline, the the lover. What would you call, okay. what do you call that? Uh, the um what's like a what's a guy you have an affair with? Not a mistress, what's the male version? Of uh, what uh, is the lover? Mom? Uh 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 what is it? It must oh. be a male version of that. Of mistress. Of like yeah, an adult an adulterer? Yeah, an adulterer. Yeah, that'll do. There is no there's a word for it. What about c- cuckold? Is he a cuckold? I don't even know what that is. Cuckold. <laughs> I just like saying cuckold. Uh, now I think a cuckold is someone who demeans their partner. I don't know. Anyway, it's like if you get cuckolded, it's like you get put down or embarrassed yeah. by. Okay. okay, let's just say so the adulterer. <laughs> <laughs> so you follow his B storyline, and um, she has broken up with him and said, "Look, I'm married. You know, I'm going to end this." And he gets enraged and breaks into her house one day, and he wants to leave a message for the husband to find. Yeah. So he wanks onto their bed and leaves a note saying, "Do you think?" Um, that birthmark next to your wife's pussy looks like a question mark because she has a little mole down there. Yeah. So that's his way of saying... Well, that's pretty precise, though. Yeah, right. You know what's going on there. He hasn't been subtle. Yeah, he so... He hasn't said a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> so do you bust into your own house, yeah. wank onto your bed, yes. and leave a note and, say, and then describe something in your partner's genitalia that only you would describe? <laughs> I think all she would say in that situation is... You, you <laughs> why have you... <laughs> Written a note. You should just wash the bed. Why have you come up with this complicated... You've clearly wanked on the bed. (laughs) And you've thought, instead of washing this sheet and getting away with it, I have to write a note. Uh, That would be, like, probably the most humiliating moment. (laughs) Would be, she's come back early from work and she walks in and you're standing over her bed. Just like, uh, like, angrily, angrily wanking. (laughs) Just like... So angry. And there's a handwritten note. How do you explain your way out of that one? I like that I've written the note first. I suppose that makes sense. I suppose I would make, write the note we're first. Gonna, we're going to be asleep in about two minutes. So. <laughs> I imagine that. That's even worse. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what? Oh my, oh my. <laughs> it's like noon when you do it. You pass out. You wake up. <laughs> and you hear the front door and it's now night. <laughs> she walks in. You've got your pants around your ankles. And and some old magazines and some clay. What? Oh, because you're cutting the letters. I thought you meant porno mags, and no. I didn't know what you're doing with the clay. <laughs> Why don't you just handwrite the note? I mean, you can print the note. You can type it. It's not like 1940s. You don't have to cut out newspaper. 
clippings. You can you can just like print it off your computer. That's a good point. But she probably recognised because I wouldn't change my font. What do you mean? Do you she'd be a... like this. This uh, she'd be like this. This letter's written in a very delightful Comic Sans. Is that what you write everything in? No. Oh. That's a, that's the comic. If you ever get sent anything. You know, comedic, yeah, yeah. like a funny press release or like something yeah. like that. It's always in Comic Sans. Yeah, which is also the same as like uh, websites from 1999. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like back when websites were one tone, it'd be like canary yellow with like then sort of like green Comic Sans or, font. Or they, people who print out party invitations or things like invites or like posters or whatever. And the only thing you could really do, because it was before like, you know, clip art and graphics and all that sort of stuff. Um, all I could really do was just change the font from line to line. <laughs> so, like, what the first line, you are invited to, would be in, like, a really traditional yeah, font. Yeah, yeah. And then, Charlie's birthday yeah, party. Or <laughs> <All> squiggly. <laughs> birthday invites are hard, man. Like, good thing Gemma is, like, a background in graphic designer. She's got a background in graphic design, sorry, I should say. Because, like, making invites yeah. sucks, man. Boring. Like, I mean, I, I, I just email, yeah. like, if I want to do something. But people make make invites. Yeah, old fashioned people. No, people like you get oldie times. No, e, e, like e invites. I mean, stuff emailed to you. Oh yeah, I know that that is weird. The yeah. e invite because that's someone who's gone to all the effort of like a a card and then just emailed it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, you think because they email, they shouldn't put any work into it. <laughs> I don't at all. Email's meant to be ruthlessly efficient in my world. So email should be something that you do. Yeah, in quick. I don't like people who even faff around on an email. What do you mean, lengthy email? Yeah, just like like we're catching up. We're not catching up. Yeah, you know, we're we're, we're not catching up. There's no. I don't want to know about other th- shit that isn't like. So if someone says, "Hey, Will, how are you?" No, you, you skip past I'm that. Like, line. Oh, for fuck's sake! Now I have to tell them who I am. <laughs> just write. You me don't an email. answer everything that is outlined in an email, do you? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. <laughs> Line by line, we've put no. It's like, okay, is there a question in here? <laughs> Must answer. It does seem like a rhetorical Do you question, have any kind of, all right, just say you're emailing someone that you're not really friends with, but you want to break the ice a little bit. You want to have an informal approach to them. Yep. Do you do some kind of gaggy thing like, uh, hey, Will, no, long time no email? No. I do. That's like my. Of course you do. That's my professional icebreaker. Yeah. To say, hey, you know. Let's, let's talk. Like, you know, we're not so distant that we have to be fully formal, but we're not close enough. So I'm just going to give you a very bad gag. Yeah, <laughs> no, I appreciate mind. that. I think that's a real, that is a genuine icebreaker. Yeah. I don't want the ice broken. Yeah, okay, more ice. More <laughs> ice. Bring me more ice. I don't want, it's like, here's one. Here's an ethical question, a moral question for you in the world of Facebook. Yeah. Now, um, Facebook have done something to Facebook recently. Where they have like Facebook chat seems to turn itself on, yeah, all the time. Yeah, like in the old one, you could just turn chat off, and nobody would be able to see if you're online and chat with you. Yeah, but whatever Facebook have done recently, like every second time I turn on my computer, Facebook chats on, and before I know it, I don't know. People must sit there like the buzzers on sale of the century, <laughs> and just because the minute you log on, there's someone like, "Hey, Will," like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." I'm yeah. Like, how do you know? I don't even know how to know if other people are online. Isn't there? Is this new? Are you saying? Because I just thought there was a disabled function where you can just yeah. Write. There is. There is. Yeah. And but used, then it resets itself. Obviously. Yeah, it's been resetting itself. I don't know why. That is annoying. Yeah. So occasionally, when I've just logged on to do like because I use it mostly work related, so I've logged on to do some work thing, post something, and I've got thirty seconds. But then you have like four or five people go, "Hey, Will, like whatever." Is this your personal Facebook or your personal? So it's right. only people that I would like be friends. Know with. in the real world. Yeah. yeah. But still, not necessarily someone that you 
want to chat with, yeah. I chat with, of all things. Yeah, exactly, at that point of time. They yeah. may well be someone that you'd happily have a long conversation with at some other time, but you've just logged on for a couple of seconds. Yeah. But then, like, if it's someone there, I might, that might go, hey, what? They might, hey, you wanted this thing on Thursday night? Yeah, I'm on. I'll see you there. That's my, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Notice, no questions, no, no follow-up needed. No, no, no. See you there. Yeah. And then they come back with another... It could be an or, or, like a automatic response messaging system. Yep. <laughs> so generic and non-specific and impersonal, the responses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, cut and paste. Well, that's actually... Maybe you could develop an application where you install it into your computer. Oh. If you can't be fucked in messenger and it just answers it for you with just bland, non-specific responses. <laughs> like, hey, Will. Hey. <laughs> You're going to be at the comedy store? Not sure. <laughs> I mean, hopefully. Because you are so un- Hopefully. So you are. Un- I like hopefully because that hopefully has got so that thing generally. of like, hopefully to me says, uh, you know, that I wish that I could. Hopefully. But unfortunately, there already seems to be circumstances yeah. which might prevent me from being no able to do No one who it. ever says hopefully yeah, means He's yes. really coming. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully means... No, hopefully. dear God, but I'd like you to think that I... It's like, I, I always it. use hopefully when... Um, when I'm dealing with a post-production house mm. and uh, I want more time in their edits, so we don't have to pay for it. Yeah. I'm always like saying, um, hopefully, oh, look, hopefully it won't take too long, <laughs> which means it's going to take a long time. Hey, Will, can you do this 19 date charity gig for us? I mean, you will have to cancel quite a lot of your work and, um, it will end up costing you money because you'll end up donating money to the charity every night as well as doing really horrible gigs because they're for charity. Um, are you available in April? Hopefully. <laughs> You're right. Hopefully I'd love, I'd love to be involved off. if I could be. I mean, if I could make the schedules work, I would love to be involved. Hopefully. Hopefully. Sounds. It also sounds like the name of like a one-hour ABC drama or something like that. Hopefully. Rachel Bilson. You know, like her name is Hope. Uh, Davy's a doctor, and yeah. she moves to a small town, and yeah, and it's called hopefully. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah, we could pitch that. We could, Definitely. along with our Angry Birds versus Cars. Yeah. Um, hey, if someone did take our ideas from the yeah. show, just say they like you know, then hopefully became a series. Mm. Do we have any? Do we have any argument to say that was stolen from us, or could they just argue, "Hey, look, wasn't that original idea, fuckheads?" Um, hopefully. Ah! <laughs> That's what Jesus should have said. I'll be back, hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. What are some What are some famous kind of quotes from history that have been questions and the, and the smartest answer ends with hopefully? Oh, like, so. you know, so oh, well, it wouldn't even have to be a question, would it? Like it could, even Neil Armstrong could have, when he stepped on the moon, he could have gone, this is one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, who knows? <laughs> this might be the peak of human existence. I can't think of one. I am not a crook. Hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) By 1990, no Australian child should be living in poverty. Hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) I have a dream that one day black people and white people will live together in perfect harmony. Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) Let's not not get crazy. I mean, who fucking knows? (laughs) We will fight them on the beaches. Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) I mean, people might run away. I mean, British beaches aren't that good at the best of times. Oh, man. Um, so, uh, I don't like to make fun of the homeless. 
uh, I just, I, some comedians are always like, ha, ah, I saw this homeless person and he's my homeless material, right? I don't like to make fun of the homeless because most of the time something's gone wrong in your life. I don't really like that. Yeah. But. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Today, I'm in the city and I'd already had this weird experience because a fire truck came by reasonably slowly, but its lights were on. But its siren wasn't on, but its lights were on. Yeah. And then about three minutes later, a fire truck came by blaring in the same direction. Sirens on, lights on, full speed ahead. Yeah. And I just couldn't work out what had happened. Like, had the fire not been that big? So the one went past with lights on but no sirens. Yeah. Followed by and not, f- and not going fast. Followed by one racing down the street. Yeah. Everything blaring. Minutes later. Yeah. Right. It was like the fire had, had got really bad in the last three minutes like at the start it wasn't that bad just get here where you can that makes we've sense. got it under control and then like three minutes later oh fuck no we don't or could it just be coincidentally one truck was not even going out to a fire it was just traveling off to like get some donuts yeah. for the guys back at the station <laughs> and he just happened to roll past where yeah. a fire was going on and then the second truck came going the guys really need the donuts <laughs> So what does that have to so, do with homeless people? Oh, no. So anyway, I'm in the city and <laughs> I'm at the traffic lights and I'm waiting to cross the street. And there's this woman with a pram. Yeah. And she starts pushing her pram mm. towards other people. Like, you know, as if she was going to hit them. Right. In an aggressive manner. Yeah. With the pram. And I'm like, oh, my God. That woman's like bashing people with her baby. Like, that's that's really fucking weird. Yeah. And then she was getting really angry at the people. Jean-Claude Van Pram. (laughs) That they wouldn't get out of the way, right? So she's like, why won't you get out of the way of a woman in a pram? And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Was she from a distance? So from a distance, I couldn't tell. No, at the start, I just thought it was a woman. I thought she must have accidentally been pushing her pram towards these other people. Yeah. But no, as it turns out, she was like a crazy person. Like pushing, yeah, this pram... Like, towards other people. Like as they're crossing the street? Yeah, so imagine we're at a like a four-way crossing. Yeah. And so we're waiting to cross. With the lights, yeah. And, and then there's a lot of people going in both directions. Yeah, yeah. She kind of, so they're both walking towards each other yeah. and you're at that point where you're like, oh, do I go, do we all stay left and left? Yeah. Or is it like, and so at that point, she just started pushing it into people going, why won't people get out of the way with someone who's got a pram? And I'm like, well, firstly, because you're pushing your baby towards the people. That's one of the reasons. Uh, but then the big revelation was it wasn't a baby, Charlie. What was it? It was a dog. She had a dog in a pram that she was pushing at people and then complaining that they wouldn't get out of the way of her baby. Wow. Which was a dog. And what was the dog doing? Just lying? Dog was quite enjoying it. To yeah. Be like, dog was wrapped. Yeah. And this was the other thing. So she had Which, like, yeah. this is when I worked out that she was kind of like homeless or crazy or whatever. She had like a collection tin, like you'd have for like the Salvation Army yeah. or the, you know, the Red Shield appeal or something you put through someone's, but it was like a handwritten note she'd put on it herself saying that she needed money for a dog. Yeah. And she was trying to like beg for people for money for a dog. So the, yeah, so it's like she can feed her dog, not yeah. like buy the dog off me. Hey, here's a dog for sale. <laughs> no, dog for sale. Dog must go. Dogs for sale. <laughs> Lovely, delicious dogs for sale. <laughs> she was actually a middle-aged Italian man. It was 1940. Brooklyn, 1940. <laughs> no, um, she, she was like, the idea was that if you gave money, she wouldn't like spend it on being crazy. She'd spend it on stuff for the dog. 
Yeah. But no one was really giving her money for two reasons. One, she was trying to kill them, trying to the kill them with a pram. <laughs> and secondly, the dog was in a pram, Charlie. Yeah. That dog was already doing pretty well. Yeah. Like compared to normal dogs that have to walk around by themselves. Yeah. This dog, like, because the dog doesn't know it's a pram. The dog just knows that it's been pushed around everywhere. Yeah. The dog's wrapped. The dog thinks it's a dog car. The dog thinks he has a chauffeur. <laughs> yeah. He has a driver. He's look, looking at other dogs running around going, what are you doing? Sorry, we were just interrupted by our respective girlfriends who made fun of us. They did make fun of us. Have they ever come into the service? Like, you know, sometimes they'll bring us a beer or, you know, just say they're going out or whatever. Yeah. Has it ever passed without insult? <laughs> like there is always so. an insult before they walk out the door. Certainly never been uh, associated with a compliment. No. Like it's never been like, keep up the good work, fellas. Yeah, no, nothing like that. Good on you guys selflessly giving your time uh, to entertain people. You know, it's like I would with so... no financial reward. I would so love it if Gemma would listen to just like one episode of Total I wouldn't. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I, sh- I, I have these conversations assuming that... No. That... <laughs> No partners shall ever hear. Yeah. We haven't talked... Have I? I haven't said I know, but I can see how somebody might take the idea that I was going to set them up with some male dildo from... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She says that because she hears us talking about it all the time, doesn't want to hear it (laughs) again. Yeah. Which is probably fair enough. Plenty of people on my Twitter feed who have that same... (laughs) (laughs) Really? Do you get people saying, stop plugging Tofop? Yeah. Fucking cretins. Please stop telling us about free, free shit that you do that we might enjoy. We really like that yeah. comedy you do. We've even paid to see you do comedy. Why are you trying to give us some free ones? Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? You showbiz asshole. Why are you taking 140 characters or less of my day <laughs> <laughs> to tell me about something you have prepared for me that I might enjoy for free? I've actually been really... Shame. Shame you. <laughs> like, seriously, sometimes that's what I feel. Like, I'm just like, dude... Like, if I follow someone on Twitter, yeah, and I, you know what? I use Twitter the way that people that I enjoy using Twitter. I, I hate when someone's like, this is how you're meant to do Twitter. Yeah. No. It's like, that's like saying, this is how you're meant to the, write a who's, book. Who's told you how to use Twitter? Lots of people like tell me. Like they say, hey, don't use it to plug your shows. People tell me things all the time. Really? There's 120,000 people who follow me on Twitter, Charlie. Yeah. Some of them have opinions. See, that's kind of weird. So, Because when you're followed by that many people on Twitter, unless you block them, anytime they mention you in a tweet, you see it, don't you? That's correct, Charlie. That mm. is absolutely correct. So you're not someone who reads like bulletin boards about yourself, are you? No, but Twitter's different because you can't help unexpected it. to you. It's like someone has mailed you a letter yeah. <laughs> that says your girlfriend is fucking another guy yeah. and there's a dildo in it. Well, no, because they and can you mis- have to see that. They can mislead you in that first because you know you read the first line. It's like I love Will Anderson to die. <laughs> like, this person doesn't even have a great grasp of grammar. <laughs> Signed, Charlie Clawson. <laughs> um. So, you know, people have opinions. So, but when I, so I just use Twitter. Like, I think Twitter is like any other media. You can do it in whichever way you choose yeah. to do it. You can write a book in it whatever way you want to write a book. You'd be boring if everyone made television exactly the same way. Like, yeah. people use Twitter in different ways. So I'm influenced by people that I follow on Twitter and what, they, what I enjoy them to do. Yeah. And what I enjoy is if I enjoy someone's work is them letting me know if they're coming to somewhere where I could see them. Yeah. Um, or if they if they've done something else that I might also enjoy. Do you think? Anyone... Like, please do not tell me about your other things. We are interested in you for this one reason and one reason only. Tell us more about what you had for lunch. Do you think there's anyone who follows you who hates you? Like, do you think anyone is that fucking masochistic that they would follow someone 
just to fucking be riled up, mate. Yeah, definitely. Do you follow anyone you hate? Is yeah. it like a Kim Kardashian or... Yeah, heaps of people. Right. I follow heaps of people I hate for their stupid... Thing. I mean, I follow a lot of porn stars, as I've mentioned before on this, for their essentially just stuff that drives me mad. A mate of mine told me a story today, and this, you know, it sounds real, but it may not be verifiable. He spent quite a bit of time in LA. And uh, he... Used to hang out with Vinnie Jones quite a bit, you know, from Lockstock to Smoking Barrels. Yeah. And he said that uh, Vinnie Jones coaches, the reason he was hanging out with him is Vinnie Jones coaches an amateur soccer team. And his mate was in the amateur soccer team. And every uh, Sunday after the game, Vinnie would have people back to his place for like, you know, a barbecue after the game. And he said that 90% of Vinnie Jones' soccer team is made up of male porn stars. Really? Yeah. He said they're all like super tanned, fake teeth, like all really buff and all that kind of shit. And that often the porn star chicks will come down and cheer them on on a Sunday. Yeah, right. Makes me want to porn play is soccer. Like, <laughs> porn is a lot like soccer. Mm. Like a lot like soccer. Because realistically, like those guys can do it for ages. Except really all I want to see is like a compilation of goals. Yeah, don't. But I don't want to see. Really? Oh, that's not going to download in time for me. fast forward. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see the spectacular goals. So do you, the internet must be killing porn then. Now that you can just fucking go straight to that scene that you want to see. Like there must be no need to be making feature length porn anymore, is there? Well, I th- do I we think even need storylines? The biggest thing in porn, we've sp- spoken about this before, is, is parody films now. Yeah, right. Because apparently for whatever reason, people want to have their childhood memories tarnished. Yeah. By eight foot cocks. Yeah, I love the Flintstones, but there just was not enough fucking for mine. I want to see Bam Bam's cock. <laughs> Did you ever see like when uh, when I was at high school, there used to be this like um, uh, photocopied illustration that was handed around, and it was all these Disney characters having like this orgy. So like Snow White was doing it with a dwarf, and like you know the 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 White Witch was having it off with. Uh, I don't know, The Lion King or something like that. Did you ever see one of those? No, but I know that's a big thing on the internet now mm. is that like, you know, yeah, you can see like um, family guy characters fucking each other. And it's always whatever. weird when they grab someone like Bender. Yeah. Like Bender will be fucking Leela. It's like, who wants to see that? <laughs> I'd love that that's where you draw your line. I don't, I'm I happy don't, to see I, cartoon characters fuck each other. Sure. But I don't want to see a, a robot fuck a one-eyed girl. That's weird. That's though. weird. It is weird. Why is that weird? Because I That's think... not weird for Bender to fuck her. That's just like her using a dildo. He's a robot. He's a mechanical instrument used for her pleasure. She's just got a giant robot-shaped, a Bender-shaped Bender, like a, a dildo. It's like your uh, Android, Funky Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Funky Jack has two functions. Yeah. Would you give Funky Jack, like, just say you were single, would you give him, like, an optional vagina? So if you got lonely, you could have sex with him? Like I imagine a plug-in vagina? You just have sex in his cock hole. Like, the bit where you screw the cock on and off. You dock it? Yeah. No, 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 not dock it. Like, so he's got a detachable penis. Oh, right. So, so you can put penis. in whatever size, shape, yeah. ethnicity, whatever that you want. It's like a mooly. You know, it's got all the little attachments Isn't on the it? end. Isn't mooly like a racist term for black person? No, like the mooly, it was like a thing that used to be advertised on the TV. And it's some sort of blender thing, a handheld sort of blender. Oh, right. or, no, it was a grater or something like that. And you put different attachments in and it did different things. Right? Yeah. But so why I, wouldn't you just get a vagina plug in? Why would you fuck the socket? Well, I'm, and I've made the socket vagina-esque. It's That's not like, very functional. It's like a transsexual. But it's, like, a, power, you know how they just but it's a socket. It's, a, it's the, a power source for the adaption, right? No. The socket is where the, you, you screw in the cock. 
The okay, cock, so there's no it's power. The it's literally just a, a hole. A hole. It's so, a vagina right, when okay. there's not a cock in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New scientists should be calling any minute to uh, get our specs on that design well. Uh, I, 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 this is probably the time to reveal that I am now in charge of Apple <laughs> and the new iCock robot will be in charge. iCock robot. It's a new, I, and it's a new direction. It'll be called iHermaphrodite. I, I yeah. And um, it basically, like, we start out with sort of just a couple of, like, you know, apps yeah. that you can have. And then after a while, I bring in a much better model. Yeah. Like about six months later. Oh, man, I'm so hanging. For my, I've got an iPhone 3, which I've smashed. Yeah. And I won't replace it because I just know. Yeah. You skip it over to the 5? Well, I just know the second I replace it, the 5 is going to come out. Yeah. but So you don't think you needed C4 to understand 5? Well, no, but if I get a 4 yeah. and then the 5 comes out, I yeah, just bought the old one. No, I understand what you're saying, but you're just going to go 3 to 5. Yes. Why? You yeah. think it's a bad idea? No, it, no. They're not that different. <laughs> <laughs> you think I can't, I can't handle can't handle the, the five, five? man you got three to five are you serious man oh, look at Mr. Claus <laughs> old slidey fingers yeah why don't you just hang out for the seven mate <laughs> you're that cocky it's like I get frozen in a glacier and you wake me up and like it's like the iPhone 45's out Charlie yeah can you handle that you handle motherfucker that? yeah I'm, uh, I nearly had a meltdown when I went from the Nokia to the iPhone because I stopped using you know predictive like, you know, the, 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 the buttons that are three letters. Yeah. And you got so used to doing that one. Yeah. That when you had to type out whole words again, that sent me mental. So if you've gone 47, that. like an right. iPhone, like, levels up. Oh God, how, what, what dark ages they were when we had to scroll through three letters at a time. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'd completely erased that from my memory. I'd yeah. become so used to having, like, the entire alphabet there. Yeah. That was horrible, horrible times. <laughs> how did people text? <laughs> It's like the Great Depression of phone technology when we had to fucking text. Yeah. Fucking hell. I, was, I got pretty good at that though. Like I could I could have like my hand in my pocket and I reckon I could text out a sentence. I would know where the space was. I would count out. I was pretty good. Yeah, I, I think people did get really good at it and then you just didn't need that skill anymore. There's, there's that awesome scene in The Departed when um, Matt Damon yeah. is trying to let Jack Nicholson know the cops are going to raid his place but because he's a cop himself, he can't let yeah. other cops know. And he's got his hands in his pocket and he's tapping out like, you know, but it has to be really simple, like, you know, mum's coming home or some yeah. fucking code word. And I was always like, thank God he got it right. Because <laughs> what if he's like slipped a couple of letters? Like when you, um, there's a certain uh, spelling on the, on the phone. Uh, if you spell like cock, for instance, it yeah. also comes up as amel. Yeah. And then it comes anal. up as an anal. Cock and anal and coal. Cock, anal and coal. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Cock, yeah. anal and coal. My lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> But he could have accidentally sent that to Jack Nicholson. Like, it just said the code word was cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he accidentally texts out anal? Question mark? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the a really different is, ending to that movie. Do, do, do you want some coal? That's what they're meant to ask. Because there's some deal involved <laughs> with this coal. So it's a great thing that if it gets caught... <laughs> I can just see that scene where Jack's saying, if you get caught, the cold word is, do you want coal? <laughs> do you want anal? And you got Matt Damon's character saying, are you sure we should maybe not pick a word that could be miswritten as anal or cock? I said coal. <laughs> uh, oh. So, yeah, uh, no, I'm the same. I'm on the iPhone 3 at the moment. And I've been doing that sort of thing of going, ah, oh, the five's coming. Yeah, but is it? I heard, did you hear, because it's Fukushima, 
It's because the the what? lenses for the camera were being made in Fukushima. This is what I've heard. This is what on the internet. So it could be a toefop fact. But uh, apparently they were meant to come out in the start of the year, and then the earthquake happened, and so they've lost all their lenses. Puts it into perspective a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Now we've all suffered. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now we can all feel the same pain. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to some very dark places. No, no, no. I'm, I'm feeling the pain. Really? Yeah, I'm feeling the empathy. You think it makes people think about it? Do you think any, all those fucking eye Apple, you know, there's those Apple, what are they like? They're like a clan. They always turn up on the first day of like a new Apple product. Yeah. Do you think that they have anger in their hearts for Fukushima? Do you think anyone is like, Fuck, man, I really wanted my iPhone 5. Yeah, now that I've heard this, I am. I gave money to the Japanese um, earthquake uh, the other day in the city, in Sydney. Uh, I was going to the Opera House for, for a show and um, I uh, there's a little uh, Japanese, almost te- a tent city sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And tent so, embassy? Yeah, it's like yeah. a tent embassy, but it's actually not. A, that's what it looked like to me originally. And I've just walked by and I'm like, oh, fucking hippies building these fucking, you know, little tents and shit that's made out of like, what is this shit? This is like, in, you know, the Harbour Bridge is over there. It's not fucking ruining this place. Oh, my God. And no, well, I didn't know what it was at that When stage. did you turn into Clint Eastwood from <laughs> Gran Torino? I was like, I'm going to ring talk about radio. <laughs> yeah. About these Asians. When, coming. oh, when, oh, when. <laughs> I'm not a racist, but... <laughs> Uh, no, I didn't realise it was even a racial thing at that point. I just saw some badly constructed housing mm. and I was like, what the what the fuck is this? Anyway, it turns out it was a, a monument uh, to the Japanese and the, these are some of the examples of shelters that are being used in, in Japan right. for people right now. And these were the tiny little spaces that these people are obviously wow. you know, living in and having to live in day by day. Yeah. And then they had just collection, like, you know, jars around. And I thought it was actually very uh, effective. Yeah, totally. Suddenly I was just like, oh, shit, right. Yeah, that's okay. like fucking great marketing. Yeah, it was really good. I gave them heaps of money, so I feel like I made those jokes. Yeah, right. <laughs> how much is it? How much is your soul cost, Will? I should have got a receipt. I could have claimed it on my tax now that we've spoken about it on the podcast. <laughs> Um, they would have gone, this charity is not tax deductible. I said, not for you guys, <laughs> but I have a plan. <laughs> um, so the gig I was doing yeah. uh, at the Opera House um, was for this uh, comedy festival called uh, Just for Laughs, who were the, the Montreal Comedy Festival. Yeah. And, um, when was this? Saturday night? Yeah, Saturday night. And they were in Australia having this big weekend where they brought out some of the, the biggest comedians in the world. So, um, Like the tallest and all the heaviest. Well, John Cleese was on. He would be one of the tallest comedians in the world. And Martin Short was on. Ah. So it was the long and tall of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, my God. Yeah, no, so yeah. <laughs> I don't think even that is the expression. Is that the expression? That's it's the, the short and, short and tall. Of it. The long and short of it. I yeah. said the long and tall of it. <laughs> That's how a porn star describes his cock. When he goes to audition for a porno, he pulls out his dick and they say, is that it? And he's going, well, that's the long and the tall of it. That would be a great um, American sort of uh, show. You know, like there's there's one on the moment, I don't know what the name of it is, uh, but I think Breck and Meyer and the guy who was in um, Saved by the Bell are in it. Mark, Paul, John, Paul, Gre- Gosler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. Matthew, Mark, Luke and John Gosler. Yeah. And, and they're in it and they're like, you know, young lawyers who shoot from the hip and do crazy oh, yeah, stunts yeah, yeah. in court. Like... I think you could have two wacky porn stars, long and tall, and they could be like living in a house together, whatever, their adventures in male porn. That, but when they shoot from the hip, it means a completely different <laughs> thing. 
So uh, John Cleese was hosting it, and um, Louis C.K., who's like the yeah the the biggest yeah alternative comic in the world. Alt comic. Yeah, totally. The comics comic. Yeah. Uh, Dimitri Martin, who I'm sure a lot of people know. Uh, Martin Short, as I mentioned, uh, and Russell Howard, who's like a really big star in the UK right now, and they had asked me to do these shows, and but they asked me months ago, but it was. Um, uh, meant to be a secret, a surprise. Yeah. And so I was not allowed to tell anybody that I was doing these shows. We took a week off my shows that I was doing so that I could do them or whatever, but I was like a surprise guest. Yeah. But but to me, the whole time I was a surprise guest, I was just like, I'm not a good surprise. No one's going to be like surprised or excited that I'm on. <laughs> like they might be surprised, but not in a like, yay, Oh, awesome. But more in a, ah, he's from here. <laughs> I didn't pay to see someone from here. Um, and I also worried that... If but hang on, I would... If I went to see like a lineup of for, uh, international comics, I would always assume that the special guest is going to be Australian. Isn't that just like a convention? Yeah, but it, it wasn't even advertised as a special guest. It didn't say like with special oh, guests. Oh, you were literally a surprise. Yeah, okay. it wasn't like Hall & Oates and right. Ice House. Yeah, right. Like it was like literally and special guests. Yeah, well, no, yeah. but it wasn't even that. It was just like... I was really just... Yeah, so John Cleese is there, so everyone's like, oh, it's going to be Michael Palin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's going to be that guy who played Manuel. Apparently, Rowan Atkinson was there during the day. Oh, really? Yeah, just rocked up in his Rolls Royce. For, when... for the Johnny English premiere. Is that why he's is, here? Is it, yeah. Have you seen... Apparently, there's a film called Johnny English 2. <laughs> Have yeah. you seen... The... I've never seen so much publicity for a film that I would think doesn't warrant that much publicity. Was that a big hit? The first one a big hit? No, Rowan Atkinson's much like you. He went from no Johnny English straight to Johnny English 2. <laughs> he skipped over Johnny English 1. He, he didn't need the update. No, it was kind of a hit. It was like, it's a James Bond parody. Spoof. I mean, I yeah. get it from the poster, but yeah. like, did it warrant a sequel? And not, I mean, of course, films make sequels all the time to yeah. shit films, but there's so much publicity. It's on every fucking... In, in Sydney, anyway. I don't yeah. know about the rest They're of the They're having the world premiere in Sydney. World Charlie. premiere. Like Hyde Park, it's covered with flags of Ron Atkinson. But the weird thing is, it's it's not a... He looks kind of legitimately like a spy. Like, I don't know. It's I'm just... I don't know. I'm thrown by it. Charlie, I, I've, I've, I've put this theory forward before. Yeah. But it was my theory about the Green Lantern. Right. You knew what the Green Lantern movie was going to be like by the fact that Ryan Reynolds was coming to Australia yeah. to promote it. Yeah. Right? Well, taking that a step further, you know what Johnny English 2 is going to be like if they're having the world premiere of the movie yeah. in a park in Sydney. Yeah. I mean, I just... Like, when they did their market research, yeah. why did they say, you know who's going to love this? Australians. <laughs> no. They went, you know who's got a park free that night? <laughs> <laughs> For whatever reason, let's go, <laughs> Rowan really wants to do the premiere in a park. It's just like, let's call right around the world. Yeah, I can see the marketing meeting. They're like, let's uh, try America first. Hello, America. Yeah, <laughs> wonder if we could have that. Oh, no, we can't. Oh, all the parks are full. Okay, cool. Let's call England. Hello, England. Yeah, we've got Johnny English too. We're like, oh, oh, you're going to be washing your hair. Well, that's okay. We just need to, sp- all, all the space is gone. Okay. Like, they go through every country. Zimbabwe. Kalimbalamalala. <laughs> Johnny English too. Uh, oh no, 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 no Johnny English. I, I... <laughs> Got mildly racist in the middle. <laughs> that was my African. I'm sorry. What was that? Was that meant to be the like Zimbabwean an at the other end of the phone? Yeah. Or was it <laughs> me clearing my throat? Was that their attempt at like connecting with them, even though they said the rest of their? Oh no, that's him trying. Because it to was like someone ringing France, going, "Yeah, g'day, France." Bonjour. Yeah. Anyway, we yeah. want to do the Johnny English sequel. 
Bonjour. Just throw in one word to show I'm making an attempt. Yeah. So you're ringing up Zimbabwe and you're like, hey, Zimbabwe. <laughs> <laughs> Some rooster for some wants reason. to book a park <laughs> for the Johnny English 2 premiere. I can only assume from the phone call I've just taken that Johnny English 2 has been promoted by a rooster. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, Ronnie Atkinson had been there during the day, yeah. but he wasn't on the show. Um, I, I, I was on the show. And uh, so it was very exciting. But right until the moment that it happened, because you're not on the poster, you assume that you might not be in the show. Because there's always a moment up until then where you could not be in the show. Yeah. Because no one knows you're meant to be there. No one's going to know you're missing. Oh so, my God, that's horrifying. Well, for that's three, like what a kidnapper would say to his victim. For three months. No one knows you're here. Yeah. So no one's going to know if you're missing. Yeah. But that's what it's like. Yeah. Right. And so I had been like, this was a dream gig for me because John Cleese, man, like one of the, I mean, he was in Monty Python. He's, you know, Basil Fawlty, one of the all time great comedians. And like, I was going to yeah. have an opportunity. I mean, there's like Hail and Pace, Monty <laughs> Python, Come the That's how it goes, isn't it? The Holy Trinity. <laughs> the music man. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> uh, so um, Thursday, the gig's on Saturday. Thursday, I've had a dental emergency. So um, I'm just biting into a free fantail. Uh-uh. We'd gone to a restaurant for lunch. And like, you know, afterwards when, yeah, they give you the change, they, they give you some lollies, they gave us two fantails. Two. What did yeah. you eat? Like the Royal Melbourne Show or something? <laughs> Doesn't like sound like a fancy restaurant giving out fantails. No, so they gave out fantails. And so we I, I took these fantails home and I was by myself at home and I thought, you know what I might fancy? Those fantails. Who is the celebrity? Uh, oh, actually, tell me, give me the clues, see if I can guess it. I can't give you the clue, Charlie, because for the first time ever in my life, I've eaten a fantail and not read the paper because here's what happened. The fantail went in my mouth and my tooth came out of my mouth. Whole tooth in the fantail. Are you the fly? I didn't read the I didn't read the wrapping because I wrapped my tooth and the fantail in the wrapping and put them in the bin because my tooth was in the bin. And you meant to put it into milk <laughs> and take it to a dentist? It's like this is delicious fantail flavored milk. <laughs> The bad news is you've lost your tooth. Nah. The good news is we have invented a delicious new flavour of milkshake. <laughs> I'd love it if you rip out your tooth and you're like, fuck, what am I going to do? Uh, put it in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the dentist and say, it's okay, doc. No, I, I dig what you're meant to do and you lose your tooth and I put it up my ass. Just put it back in there. <laughs> For weeks later, people are like, your breast smells like shit. <laughs> no one said it. Uh, it's not a real tooth. I got um, some of my teeth knocked out when I was uh, a teenager playing football. And so they're like rebuilt false okay. teeth. So it, wasn't, it didn't come out at the root? No. Okay. But basically what is left is a massive hole in my mouth because it's a whole complete rebuilt yeah. tooth. So I have these like sharp edges and a massive hole in my mouth. So I know this is an emergency. Um, I ring to see if I can get in that night. I can't get in that night, but I can get in the next morning. And the whole time I'm panicking because I'm like, I'm not going to get to do this gig. Oh this, this gig that I know. Can't speak? Can't speak. My mouth is all swollen. I'm, I'm lispy when it doesn't have the tooth in it. After I've had the operation, then it's uh, it's okay. But um, 
So I'm just there the whole time going, well, I can't, I can't do this gig. And if I just ring them up and say, I can't do the gig, you know what they're going to say? No, oh, fair enough. No one knew you were. Uh, so, oh so, so I'm like panicking. So I've, I've gone to the dentist the next day. Like they've done the best job on like just getting it all done and whatever. And so I, I've gone and um, done the gig on, uh, on Saturday night. And uh, all I wanted to do was meet John Close because, you know. John Close. John Close. And beforehand, they kept everyone separated. They kept everybody apart. And so I thought. Like the wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> we were all dissing each other in different rooms on microphones. You get filmed as you're coming through the underground car park and yeah. crowd cheers. <laughs> you get your bag over your shoulder and then like. Did you hear John Cleese is going to be here tonight? And you're like, take off your sunglasses. <laughs> Let me just say this. The crowd goes, yeah. When John Cleese tells a joke, I ain't laughing. <laughs> Here's my silly walk. <laughs> um, so. Uh, Very Russ- specific joke. That was for the wrestling fans out there. Of which there were probably five. I watched a bit of wrestling on the weekend. Yeah. It was good. It's good. I told you it's good again. Yeah. CM Punk. Yeah. Well, CM Punk uh, and Triple H, because Triple H is like, you know, taken over now from Vince McMahon. Yeah. And uh, they were having a business meeting where Triple H was trying to pull CM Punk back into line. CM Punk wants to shake shit up, Charlie. (laughs) Yeah, I know. CM Punk is sick of the way wrestling is now. CM, CM Punk is telling it like it is. Yeah. He's not trying to make any friends. He wants out of this business. Yeah, he wants out of the business. And you know where he's going to you know tell what you that? Is? In the business. You know what he is? It's fascinating. CM Punk is Steve Austin for Generation Y. Yeah. Because Steve Austin was the first fucking renegade wrestler yeah. who went against the system and like made fun of the whole sort of construct of the corporation, you yeah. know. But I think you couldn't do Steve Austin now because he was too simple. Like it was too, you know, his values are too simple. But now CM Punk is like this grungy, kind of smart-ass, ironic. He's got a bit of self-loathing, you know what I mean? Like he's an emo. Yeah, so that CM Punk and Triple H, who should, in another world, be friends. Yeah. Because you know what? They're both the same sort of guys. Yeah. They're both guys who've done it hard. They've fucking, you know, they've fought their way up. Yeah, right. But now they're conflicted because CM Punk is what Triple H used to be. Yeah. You know? But he's CM, a rebel. And Triple H is working for the man. He is the, no, he's not working for the man. He is the man. Oh. Right. He's beca- is that yeah, what he said? He's in the suit, right? You ain't working for the man. Yeah. You are the man. Yeah. And so, firstly, so they're having this business meeting yeah. in the middle of the ring. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, Weddings. Business meetings, radiation <laughs> sessions. But so they put a desk in there, like you know. So it's like literally they're having like a business meeting. <laughs> and Triple H is in his suit, and CM Punk's there just in his like wrestling gear with his like feet up on the table and shit. And Triple H just trying to pull him back in line. And like they're talking about the business, and CM Punk is talking about what he doesn't like about the business, and Triple H is talking about what the fans do like and how they're trying to do it. I'm like, I mean, talk about openness in business, like. <laughs> I mean, if you're a shareholder of the WWE, you know exactly what's going on at management level at all times. <laughs> because, like, imagine if the AFL weren't like that. Imagine if you could turn on the TV and see contract negotiations between players and coaches. And they've got the desk out in the middle of the MCG. <laughs> <laughs> but when there's a desk in a, in a wrestling ring, that means someone's gone through it, right? Yeah, exactly. In this That's what I love about the wrestling is when they have something set up in a ring yeah. and like it'll be like a table with cakes on it or it'll be like an ice vase. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the, the thrilling thing is 
when will they use it to smash the other person over the head? It would be great if you did see a wrestling match where there was something quite clearly set up that they just didn't use. Yeah. And you, like for there's the rest a, of the week. There's like a giant hammer yeah. or something like that. The most obvious thing to smash someone yeah. with. Not once. Not once. Not once. <laughs> Never and explain then... it. They just leave again. It's a plate glass window in the middle of the ring. And all week you would just have this nagging feeling as you went about your day. You'd be like, what was that? Why am I so off? Why was so off this week? This was slightly out. It's that fucking hammer. <laughs> So they're having this business meeting in the middle of the ring. Yeah. And uh, what I love about this is that they're like talking to the fans, but the fan about like where wrestling should be going. But all the fans are there watching. So half of them are kind of like, yeah, you're right, CM Punk. Wrestling does need shaking up. <laughs> and the other half are like, we're here. Like wrestling's okay. Like we've come out of our houses and paid money to be here. Don't criticise the thing we've chosen is okay enough to come to. And so like, both sides are really conflicted because they all love wrestling. Yeah. They all want wrestling to be awesome. Yeah. Some of them are just like, well, we well, we're like wrestling's wrestling. okay we now. We like wrestling the way it is now. Yeah. Yeah. And others are like, we have to have a revolution. We have to throw it out. Yeah. And it, what I, I realised in this moment was, Charlie, that it wasn't Triple H <laughs> and CM Punk who were up there. It was Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Because... It was that's what it was. Same, it was two same, people. same ideals. Yeah, same. They wanted the same outcome. They just had different ways of going about. But it. isn't Triple H corrupted by the system? Well, that's. But that was what Malcolm X thought about Martin Luther King. Like that, Martin Luther King. He's going, is, yeah, we've got to you, shake it up. You become. You, you know, can't do it within the system. You can't do it within the system. You have to fucking shake it up. He was uh, Triple H was Professor X. Yeah, and uh, and Sam Punk is Magneto. That's that's what was happening man, at the wrestling. So how does that relate to John Cleese? In no way at all. <laughs> so, so beforehand. I'd like to say that as of all our 12-minute diversions, that was my most favourite. Because I actually got to the point was like, how did we get from the opera house to CM Punk is Malcolm X? So John Cleese. Uh, I didn't get to meet him beforehand. Right. We were all being kept separately. And I was wondering if I would get to meet him at all. Yep. So the first act, Russell Howard's gone on, done his spot, and they do this thing in the show where they call them back. And um, you go back on stage and you give everyone a wave. So Russell's run across the stage and hugged John Cleese. And John was re- seemed really up for that. And everyone cheered. And I just went, oh, I want to hug John Cleese. But then I'm like, well, in that situation, when I finish, am I allowed to go and hug John Cleese? Is this a thing that everyone's doing now? Yeah. Or will it look really naff because, you know, someone else has, done someone else has already hugged him? Yeah. Do I have to take it up a level? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, just go and start sucking his dick. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your faulty tower. <laughs> that in front of 3,000 people. I'll give you a fist called Wanda. <laughs> At the opera house. If I went over and started sucking John Cleese's dick. You should totally have done that. That would have just been, I mean, it'd be memorable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no matter what happened for that whole night, people would have been like. There's no way Russell Peters, uh, 
Russell Howard is topping you with this. <laughs> People are talking about your what you did to John Cleese that night. That's for sure. Yeah, if if you if someone said to you, "Hey, Will Anderson sucked off John Cleese at the Sydney Opera House," you wouldn't be like, "Did anyone hug him first? No, no. But then if Martin Short came out and shat on him, <laughs> no one would be talking about you. Oh no, they would. They would say, first of all, Will Anderson sucks his dick." <laughs> And Martin Short comes out and the three amigos yeah. <laughs> dressed as a bat <laughs> and shoots on his car. <laughs> um, uh, so I finished my spot and I hugged him because oh, I thought, cool. well, I thought was you know cool what? With it? Yeah, he was, he was totally was it, cool. Come here. He was. It was yeah. really like that. And then we went off stage and we had a, a chat off stage and it was really, um, it was really fun. But um, there was just part of me that r- realised that I didn't really care what other people thought. Yeah. This was poss- possibly, and probably, and most likely, the only situation in my life where I was ever going to get to hug John Cleese. Yeah. And I didn't care what people thought. Yeah. Because, like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why would Why would you not yeah, yeah. hug John Cleese? And yet, Charlie... Is he a good hugger? Oh. Is it a warm embrace? It was a warm... I imagine. He feels quite fatherly. You know what it felt like, Charlie? What? Home. Oh. <laughs> I imagine he would. I felt like... Home and whiskey. <laughs> And a slight hint of bitterness at his ex-wife. So, uh, only the second most most exciting thing that happened this week, though, Charlie. Mm. Because last week on our little podcast that we have called Tofop, um, it was our 50th uh, episode, Mm -hmm. our 50th anniversary special, and we left a pause (laughs) for people to acknowledge that by clapping. And I said to people, Charlie, if you did indeed clap, could you hit us up on our Facebook page and tell us that you clapped? Or tell us if you clapped and where you clapped. And there was quite a lot. It gave me a real insight into where people listen to this show, Charlie. <laughs> like, and it's not necessarily the places that I assumed. Like there are people listening to this in, in class, in school. Yeah. When they're meant to be being educated, Charlie. They are being educated. Tofop facts. Tofop facts. <laughs> Imagine. Kids, you don't need school. Maths, English, whatever. Tofop facts will get you through any situation. If you're doing an essay at the end of the year, and now I'm not saying do this on purpose. <laughs> if you know the answers, please do not do this on purpose. However, if you are in a scenario where you don't know the answer and you thought, well, I might, I'm not going to lose any points by having a crack at it, <laughs> could you... Put the answer there and then just in a little circle, like the trademark circle, yeah. just put TF. Definitely. And references a Tofop fact. <laughs> because. Make up anything. Just take a pun at any yeah. fact and just sign it That TF. sounds believable. Yeah. That's the thing. You've got to have full confidence that yeah. the thing you're saying may be true. Yeah. Or should be true. Yeah. Even if it's not true. Yeah. So. Um, I asked people to... Uh, so, so there were people listening in the classroom. There was a lot of people driving, which was what I kind of expected. Yeah. But there was also like people with like, you know, at the gym. It gave me a, an insight yeah. into the world of TOEFL. I actually was quite touched, I must admit, when I read. Because it was quite a lot of people who wrote in. And there's like people who had like taken the, their time out of their day yeah. to clap. Someone, like, had, uh, listened, someone had listened twice and clapped twice. I was like, wow. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate yourself? No, I think I would like to listen twice just to see what stories we didn't finish. <laughs> <laughs> Jot them down for any time I ever met us to ask a series of questions. 
that had no resolution. Um, and then Charlie, not on our TOEFOP page, not through our TOEFOP email, but through my personal email. I got an email from someone who had clapped. Someone who had excited me that they'd clapped. Someone that I could have never in a million years imagined would listen to a podcast like this. Clapped, Charlie. They clapped. Does the name. <laughs> and what, when you prefer. Or should it, I guess? <clears throat> okay, yeah, yeah, let's guess. Let's definitely uh, guess. All right, yeah. great. Uh, it's like a fantail question. Yeah. It's so like, <laughs> before we set your tooth, read the back of the fantail. Um, okay. No, no. I'm going to let you. Um, we'll just do like a you know, yes or no okay. question. So you All can right. just ask me. Okay. Yep. Uh, is it, am I a male? Yes. Um, am I older than you? Yes. Am I an athlete? No. You thought about that? Not professionally. What? I have no idea if he's an athlete in real life. All right. Not professional athlete. Don't even really know that much of what he looks like. That's a clue. Oh, that's, that's a, a clue. clue. Am I... Am I... <laughs> am I the guy who... Stig from... Uh, <laughs> from uh, that yes, driving Charlie, show. Yes, Charlie. The Stig. <laughs> from Top Gear. Well, you said you didn't know what he looked Send like. Send me an email. <laughs> uh, I knew it was him because the email address was the Stig at topgear.com. <laughs> I was like, you know what? That's got to be the stick. That that joke would have been better if it was six months earlier when actually people didn't know who the stick was. I just couldn't think of someone that was interesting. Okay, so you you don't know what they look like. Yeah. Although I I will say that I I verified who it was, like that it really was this person because their email is one of those style of emails. It was their name at theplacetheywork.com. Okay. Am I in the entertainment industry? Yes, definitely. Am I an actor? Uh, I have acted. I, I think maybe you've acted, but that's not what you're known for. Am I a comedian? Uh, you're funny, but that's not what you're known for. Am I? Uh, am I? Uh, am I involved in the film industry? Uh, I don't think so. Well, that's certainly not what you're known for. Am I in radio? Uh, kind of. That's close. <sighs> am I in podcasting? No. Am I in television? Yes. Fuck. This is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, am yeah. I Australian? You are Australian? Am I a journalist? Uh, no, I wouldn't say you were a journalist. <laughs> I would say you were not. So you're not Andrew Bolt. <laughs> I'm going oh, to yeah. give you a clue. All right. You are best known, or I am best known, this person is best known, for three words. Three Such words. Such is life, Ned Kelly. <laughs> Ned Kelly emailed you. They found his bones. <laughs> The corpse reanimated, emailed you and said, well, I've been listening to Topol. He's like, they've come up with technology that has let me do this. But for some reason, they put in this spooky voice. He said, you have to spread the word to the world that A, I clapped. And B, the actual quote was, such is life. Hopefully. Nobody... Why are you getting more like uh, ethnic? Ned <laughs> <laughs> Kalevich. I was just on the phone to this rooster <laughs> who wanted a park. Yeah, I know. England now, Rowan. Now look who's racist. <laughs> and you're racist trying to be an Australian. That's weird. Uh, okay. Okay, so um, three words. Yeah, he's over three words. Shame, shame, shame. No, that's one word. Repeated three times. No, that's three words. No, it's one it is word. three repeated words. Repeated three times. 
Okay, all right, but you know, I can understand how this guy's going. known for three separate words <laughs> said in a row. This could be if you were a lawyer trying to lead the witness, you'd be like, "This is the dumbest motherfucker." I don't know how many ways to fucking plant plant the fucking guilty party on him. What? So he's what? three words. He's a male. He's Australian. Like now, this is so hard. Will I know? Give me another clue. Okay. Um. He. he no, oh, hang on. Can I just? Clarify, not yes. an actor. He's not an actor. Not an actor, not an athlete, not a commentator, not a journalist. An entertainer who's maybe involved in the film industry. Yeah, no, no. Feel, he, uh, like entertainment industry. He's a, he's someone whose face you probably don't know, but he's involved in television. A producer. He's, he's like a radio host. John Blackman. He's known... You're very close now. You're getting <laughs> okay. closer. Okay. And he's known for three words. Price Buster, Oli Martin... Sale of the century. No. Oh. <laughs> now you're definitely in the right side. Oh, God. Gavin Wood. Oh, you're so close. <laughs> so close. Um, oh, oh, God. John O'Coleman. No, everyone knows what he looks like. Yeah. John o- is that his name? John O'Coleman? No, it's John O'Coleman. Is it John O'Coleman? Yeah. O'Coleman? yeah no, Jonathan yeah. Coleman, John O'Coleman. Everyone knows what he looks like. So it's someone in radio. Yeah. The Spoon Man. <laughs> it's not the Spoon Three words. <laughs> Fuck. I didn't say his name was three words. Oh. Uh, give me the first word of the three words. Is Come. It... <laughs> if the next two words are on me... I don't know who you're talking about. Charlie, the second word <laughs> is on. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> the first word is come. <laughs> the second word is on. <laughs> uh, so it's only, uh, come on, Ozzy. <laughs> come on, Irene. Or Eileen. <laughs> Come on, kids! <laughs> the puppet from Come On, Kids. The Twinkie Winky Dink. <laughs> and yes, uh, international <laughs> listeners, there was an Australian TV show called Come On, Kids. <laughs> Just in case. Uh, Charlie's making that up. Come on. Come on. I don't, all right, what's the last word? <laughs> down. Come, Come on, down. down. In Turpy. No. Now, here's something interesting, Charlie. Many people think that Ian Turpy did come up with the phrase, come on down. Yeah. But the actual originator of the phrase, come on down, was today's mystery celebrity. (sighs) (laughs) I'm sure he's rapped. (laughs) Larry Emder. (laughs) You never get this idea. Who is it? John Deeks. John Deeks speaking. Yes. No, okay. John Deeksy Deeks. That's amazing because I know John Deeks very well because I used to watch his TV shows that he announced on all the time. Yeah. But I couldn't. I knew there was Pete Smith. Yep. And the Pete other Smith one. Pete Smith speaking. And there's, a, there's John Deeks. And who was the other guy? There was one more. Gavin Wood. Gavin Wood. Yeah. Right. So I was in the fucking ballpark. You were definitely in the ballpark. <laughs> Come on, really throw me. <laughs> you were like a pitcher who was in the ballpark, but you kept throwing pitches at third base. <laughs> I'm just like anywhere but at the batter. I'm throwing him into the crowd, throwing him to the ground. 
Yeah, John Dakes. Wow, he listens yeah. to the show. Yeah, John Dakes is... Oh, no, I, shouldn't, it... I shouldn't actually say what he's saying, Marley, should I? No, um, that's... <laughs> no, I did not, I almost said it by mistake. Yeah. That's how I knew that it was him, though, because it was an official... Hey, what did he say about the show? And then he listened to it and he was driving to a gig and he clapped. That's amazing. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm totally impressed. Like, that guy who, like, I have, like, listened to, you know, just growing up has been part of, like, you know... Yeah, that world, come on down. John Deeks, listen to Deke this. John Deeks speaking. Now, do you reckon we could get? I mean, he probably would he record an intro for us? Oh, how fucking good would that be? Tofop. His day can't be. His day can't be full, can it, Deeksy? Is your know. day full, Deeksy? Like, I mean, when you're doing those voiceovers, that's not going to take up all day. I'm sure he could squeeze one in for us. Squeeze but, one in but for you us. You know, voiceover guys—they're like one of the highest-paid professions in the country. Like. He doesn't need to do. He doesn't need to help us out. I understand that, Charlie. But I, I, I've he's got like I've often got paid in return for my work too, and I've chosen not to for, for this experience. So if I have to suffer, so should John so, Deeks. Deeks is coming down with us, Charlie. I would be thrilled if that were the case. I was very excited. It genuinely it was like it just was like because it was completely do, surprising. Do you call him Deeksy? I'm calling him Deeksy. Deeksy. Hit us up if you clap, at the website. Yeah, if, you wanna, if you want to record like yeah. an intro for the show, we, we would, would love that. We would love that. We'd be wrapped. <laughs> you know what would be great? If you could record an intro, but also um, he, re- he could record a, uh, it's time to wrap this up. Yeah, what's because he used to say something at the end, didn't yeah. he? He would announce who the major sponsors were or something like yeah, that. Maybe like that. The show. Yeah, maybe. If we had sponsors, he could announce that. We don't have any This sponsors. was a, a, tele, a non-intelligent production or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we could definitely, like yeah. yeah. This was a Tofop production. On behalf of the dot, dot, dot. Was it one of those? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be really cool. Um, speaking of wrapping it yep. up, fucking hell, man. We've been doing some long podcasts lately. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was that like, mm-hmm? We have, sugar. <laughs> uh-huh. We sure do. You love those long podcasts, don't you, sugar? <laughs> um... So um, uh, you can check out the Facebook page. Yes, we have our own Twitter account, Tweetfop. Yeah. Tweetfop, and and yeah, so Facebook. That's like that's where mostly we hang out. Yeah, is those much. two places. Yeah, you've been um, very active lately. If you actually want to interact with Will in a way that doesn't offend him, like instant messenger. Yeah, you can hit him up on Facebook. He normally responds. Yeah, I, I like I like our Facebook page. You know, someone was saying the other day. Um, uh, you had some they'd posted something and you had answered them and you wrote three or four responses in a row, yeah. And they assumed it was you and I having a conversation. And she said, Oh, it's so funny, it's like you know, them watching a, a single person having a bipolar discussion, or like a, a one person. It was like, uh, yeah. actually, that, actually is. Is what was, <laughs> that was Will having yeah. a bipolar discussion with himself, yeah. So you're right, it was exactly like that. Um, I'm doing some shows, I'm on in Sydney at the moment for another three weeks, um, at the Sydney Comedy Store, and then. I've got uh, gigs uh, all over the country, but uh, I know Rockhampton, um, Newcastle, Port Macquarie, and uh, Perth are all on sale at the moment. So there's a guy um, on Twitter, I think Super Cujo. Oh yeah, from started, Perth. started a petition to to get Tofop uh, uh, over to Perth, like a yeah. online petition. Live Tofop. Yeah. After my shows over there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I checked the hashtag. Yeah. Overwhelming response. Yeah. One him. Yeah. Was it just him? <laughs> well, as long. As he is willing to pay a thousand dollars for the ticket to cover Charlie's cost of coming over, <laughs> or if I am willing to pay a thousand dollars of my own money just to have you over, so we can do a private podcast for him. That's a bit creepy. Yeah, totally. Hookers at least have to be two thousand dollars. <laughs> have to be a thousand bucks each. I'm not going to. It'd have like one of those situations where if it was like you know. 
a sheik or something like that. We have to get like half a million to do like a 20 minute talk for his daughter's a wedding. For doing well, you, know, you, always hear, wedding. you know how you always hear that like Tom She's Cruise like, was. Yeah, she was like, oh, look, we either wanted Elton John, Cirque <laughs> du Soleil, or Tofu for 20 minutes. Can you imagine that? Like fucking uh, Muse have just left the stage at this girl's 21st and then we come out and it's just like 20 minutes of discussions about fucking blowjobs and sex robots. I got offered to do this gig at the launch of a new room and um, uh, I can't do it because it just had a, a clash. And uh, But it, I was going to do 20 minutes of stand-up and then bring on Neil Finn and he was going to play. And I would love that because I love Neil Finn. But there's another part of me that's so glad I had a clash that night because... I don't want to dirty up Neil Finn's fucking classy shit with yeah. my horrible shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Neil Finn has done so much for the world of music that he does not deserve <laughs> to have to have his fucking niceness fucking messed up with my filth. I felt bad for him. I felt bad for him that somebody was offering me this gig. So, uh, uh, yeah, anyway, I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm doing shows. Um, uh, that, that's great. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. I was trying to pick that up. I couldn't pick it up. We're going to set the podcast in the middle of a wrestling ring. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm like um, Martin Luther King. Will's more like Malcolm X. Yeah. I guess we would be. I'm Professor X. You're Magneto. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Because you are a bit, definitely more counterculture than me. You're more of a like rebel rouser. You're more unique. I'm a bit more... Hey, just, you know, nice guy, work within the system. You're like, oh, uh, I'm going fuck on my own. System. Yeah, fuck the system. On principle. I guess in any male friendship, you can always break them down into who's Magneto, who's Professor X. Yeah. And my first, my two, my first two names are Charles Xavier, so. No. Makes sense. Right. I'm Charles Xavier. And, <laughs> and, and we, I, Will Nito. <laughs> and I am an old gay man. So, <laughs> so. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. <laughs>